Hey there, Super Sober Heroes. It's your host, Sober Steve, the podcast guy. And before we jump into today's episode, I want to take a brief moment to ask for your help to shape the future of gay A. Over the years, this podcast has grown and evolved as I've grown in my sobriety. And recently, I've been investing wild amounts of time, money, and energy to find ways to level up this podcast so it can get heard by the people who need to hear it. I want to take a brief moment to check in with all of you, though, to see what you love about the current show and what could be better as I'm growing and moving forward. In the show notes is a three to five minute survey for you to complete. I kindly ask that you pause this episode and take the time to complete it if you haven't already. You are kind enough to give me 20 to 40 minutes of your time each week when you listen to these episodes, and I want to make sure it's time well spent. So please let your voice be heard. Thanks, SoberPod, and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Gay A, a podcast about sobriety for the LGBT plus community and our allies. I'm your host, Steve Bennett Martin. I am an alcoholic. I am grateful for the opportunity to get to record three guest interviews in one evening. As of this recording, I am still 272 days sober, and today we're welcoming a guest to share their experience, wisdom, and hope with you. Welcome to the show, Lonnie. Hey, Steve. Thank you so much for having me on here. And congrats on 272 days sober. That is 272 days more than your first day. Yes. Um, my name is Lonnie. I have a sobriety date of December 22nd, 2019. Yeah. And a little bit about my journey with alcohol. So yeah, my history with alcohol. Let's see. So alcohol was super accessible for me, like at a young age, kind of had a like my culture is just like, you know, alcohol is like super accessible. We started drinking when I was probably like 16 years old. From 16, I, I ended up enjoying what kind of alcohol did to me, kind of gave me like this carefree mind. At, at the time, I didn't know I was, uh, at, it's what I needed. So I kind of continued that for about, you know, up until about 21 or 22 years old. Still was a high functioning um, alcoholic. Everything was kind of going uh, pretty smooth until I kind of started diving into about 21 to 25 when like real life hit, you know, breakups, life. And I started kind of using alcohol like as in for kind of basically everything at the time. And it was till about after 25, 26, when it started getting, it started kind of progressing my drinking. My drinking wasn't like an everyday type of drinking. It was a Friday come and let's binge from Friday to Sunday and recover from like Monday to Wednesday when I only have, and then just recover that Thursday and then go back at it the next week. So that continued for about, yeah, about 25, 26, 27. And then I started noticing a lot of patterns around my life where I kind of kept on meeting the same people, just younger. I I liked that that life of just kind of like going out and then just working for the weekend, basically. Um, and it wasn't until like I got closer to 30 when I started noticing my alcohol really progressed when I would want to drink like during midday, during happy hour. And that's when kind of I had like a, a spiritual awakening, a spiritual experience of, hey, what's, what's going on? What's, why are you, you know, I think for me, like I reached to a point where, where I didn't want to drink and I didn't know I had a problem until I tried to stop. When I tried to stop, it was that something clicked in my brain that something's not right here. Like I, I should be able to, go about my days, you know, and have more than two weeks of sober. So I knew it was an issue. I kept that kind of quiet of my 
last year of drinking. I didn't tell anyone. Kind of thought it was normal. I didn't think I have I had a problem until it just those those thoughts just kept on coming up. So it what so I decided to get sober like on my own for like the last three months of of 2019 without like any like professional help, no therapy, like no program, no AA, just like solely on myself. I ended up being more miserable those three months because I, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't reach out to, for help. And then I had an, an extreme like spiritual experience when, when I went and had another drink for the last time. And that turned out to, to the same thing to before, to the obsession to continue to want to drink after one drink. And though that landed to a fortunate like panic attack where it was the beginning of my spiritual awakening. And I, and I take that that date super to heart because it was a date that I kind of remember of like, okay, this is it. You can't, you can't go back to that. And so then, yeah, here we are um, just talking about it now. Yeah. And that's great. And it's interesting how you got sober pretty much right before the pandemic hit and the whole world changed. I mean, what was that experience like getting sober and then having the world turn upside down? Oh man, that is, I call it like it was the right timing. I think the world slowed down extremely for myself and for the world. So I was able to kind of use that to, to dive in into AA, to dive in and, and hop on these Zoom meetings. Because for a majority of my, my uh, recovery, it's all been on Zoom, um, all Zoom, all online, sober community, different tools. So that's been super um, interesting, but I'm super grateful that that zoom was available. Cause to be quite honest, I don't think I would be sober alcohol free without zoom. I made a lot of connections through zoom. A lot of my friends now that I hang out with, we're all through zoom. Um, a lot of LGBT, LGBT meetings were all on zoom. So I don't know. It's been pretty cool. I have friends like all, all over like the world right now because of, of the AA program and because of zoom. So it's, it's been cool. Yeah, I certainly agree. I it's always interesting when I go to like in person meetings and like old timers are like, oh, I hate Zoom, and I'm like, Zoom saved my life. Yes, yes, definitely did. Yeah, and what has your life been like now that you've been living sober for this long? Completely different. <laughs> it's like a, a there's a part in the book where it says like you go through a psychic change. I don't know exactly where in the book it's at, but I caught myself in the past couple of like months of super reflecting back on, on how I was then versus now. Um, I'm able to kind of like go into this, like super self-love healing. And while at the time, when I was in my active drinking, I wasn't about that at all. I really didn't care for myself um, as far as like, you know, my goals and whatnot versus now, like that's all, all I do and care about. I'm finishing up my BA that I didn't complete because I was, you know, an active drinking. So that's been pretty cool. And then just kind of like switching my life into like wellness and health and caring about what I put in my body and, you know, helping others and hopefully shed some light in, in, in addiction or alcoholism, whatever that, that can be. Yeah. And you know, what has it been like living your recovery out loud? Cause I see you're like proudly sober out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting. You know, the reason why I, I recover out loud is because the last year of 2019 of my career drinking per se, I suffered in silence. I didn't tell anybody about what was going on because one, I didn't know where to go. Two, I was ashamed, embarrassed. I was like, okay, how did it get to this point? You know, I didn't hit like a rock bottom. You know, I, I just, 
didn't know what was going on at the time. So I made it a point to myself to advocate for like the kind of the, the stigma that it has to try and get sober, you know, because there's so many ways to get sober now or sober curious. And I just like to kind of share my story so I can help other people and, and come out to light because I know that suffering and in quietness is, is not good. Yeah, I can certainly understand that. And so when you've had cases where you get the chance to talk to someone who's, you know, freshly sober or sober curious, what's some of the advice that you typically give them? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I, I, one, I share my experience. I I try not to advocate, you know, this is how you do this X, Y, and Z and let them know, like, give, give yourself a chance. You know, if you're already having those free thoughts of, Hey, I think I may have an issue with alcohol or any other type of addiction, go with those thoughts before it hits to a rock bottom, you know, you can, you can stop from hitting yourself from a rock bottom. You just have to reach out for help. And it's probably the most scariest thing you'll do, but you'll be so relieved afterwards. So that's what I usually tell people and and look for different resources. You know, everybody's story is different. We're all trying to get sober for different reasons. What works, what's working for me is not going to work for the next person. You know, it might shed some light, but it's not going to be the exact same route. So just show yourself some grace and, and just, keep putting in the work. Yeah. And looking back, how do you feel your sexuality played a role during your addiction? That is a good question. So fun little story. I I've kind of always knew, known that I was gay growing up. I always knew something, something was off. Something was there. Right. I actually came out like the year when I was 21 years old while I was drunk, because it was kind of the only way I knew how to express my emotions at the time, but it's been super well, like when I was in my active drinking, I think it played a big role because of like our community. We have so many limited of like queer spaces and most places that that, you know, we do go to or I used to go to. It's like alcohol based. Right. So that just became like a a pattern, a cycle. And and I never really was able to explore my true sexuality, like while I was in my active drinking. Now that I'm in recovery, it's like a turnaround. It's like I have so much clarity and and want to explore so much and just just allowing myself to be who I'm supposed to be. So it's been really nice. Yeah, I, it's amazing how so many times like people like drink away their sexuality or it's so so tightly like close to the reason why they started drinking or why they struggled with drinking and then when you recover it ends up like, you know, being this whole other experience. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, no, I I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And what are some things that you do in your daily life to help keep yourself sober? Yeah, that is a good question. Definitely meditating. Um, Meditating the first hour of my day, I try not to, you know, get on my phone right away, or I just need that hour to myself, to my thoughts to kind of like, you know, talk to my higher, higher self and, and any type of clear, get any clarity for the day out and plan out my day. Just because I've noticed when I don't do that, my mind kind of scatters all over. So meditating has been super helpful. I do have a home group that I go to. I stay, I try and stay active at least for one home group. I I do like sober online, you know, there's a lot of accounts online that I follow and, and I make sure like if I'm online to kind of pick accounts that are going to be positive for my brain. So that's been super helpful. The IG community is super big. There's so much resources out there. So that's been helpful. And just honestly working out too. I got into CrossFit while I got sober and that has been such a huge 
outlet, like a big outlet, like for, for my mental health, restructuring my brain again, and just like gaining those natural endorphins again. So I super advocate for uh, any type of movement. If you're in recovery or thinking about getting sober curious, I like to think of it as get out of your um, head and into your body. And that's what's been super helpful for me. And then another thing, try and find community. Community for me has been, you know, like I mentioned, Zoom and then friends that I've met along this past two years. That's been super helpful. And just talk about what you're feeling, because I know all of us are usually going through the same thing. And that usually helps me when I talk to other mind like people. Yeah, it certainly does. And as people in recovery, we generally really love our steps, traditions, and our sayings. Do you have a favorite mantra or quote that you like to try and live by? I do. So I don't know exactly where in the book it says or the where it's at, but it's live and let live. I've been seeing that quote since I was probably 21. I got that quote, quote actually tatted on me when I was 21. And then when I walked into these rooms, I saw that the mantra was live and let live. And this kind of like you live for yourself and you let others live. And and that's been super big uh, mantra that I use on my daily um, life. Excellent. And do you have any other pearls of wisdom for our listeners? Just to give yourself a chance, you know, if you're out there like being super curious or don't want to put any labels on yourself or whatever the reason can be, just give yourself some grace and know that if you're already having those feelings, just reach out and then get the help that you need on there. And yeah, just, just keep reaching out. For sure. Well, thank you so much, Lonnie, for, for being on. Can you tell our listeners where they could find you if they want to follow you and reach out and connect? Yeah, of course. You can find me on Instagram. It's underscore Lonnie. So it's underscore L-O-N-N-Y. And yeah, you can catch me on there and hit my DMs if, if you have any questions. Perfect. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being on, Lonnie. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Steve. I appreciate this. Yes. And thank you listeners for tuning into another episode of Gay A. Please rate and review if you've found this information helpful. And if you're interested in sharing your story like Lonnie here, reach out to me either on Instagram at Gay A Podcast or email me directly at gayapodcast at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us wherever you're listening right now so that you get new episodes when they come out every Monday and Thursday. And until next time, stay sober, friends.